0: Welcome everyone. Today we're coming out of the twenty second day of Shvat. The 22nd day of Shvat is the yard site, the day of passing of the Rebbe's wife, Rebutun Chaya Mushka. And we learned that on the day of passing, Aliba, a person that is alive has to look at the person who passed on, and the living Yitain, should place a libo to their hearts the living should take a lesson to heart. And the, the Rebbe's wife, she was an extremely, extremely modest person. There's numerous stories where the followers of the Rebbe, the Hasidim, they would meet the Rebbe, they would meet the, Rebbezin, the Rebbe's wife, and they had no clue who they were meeting. And they would ask her, do you want Shabbos candles to light? Uh, they, there are numerous fascinating stories. Um, extremely modest person. Of course, um, she, they had uh, whatever would happen to the Rebbe's life, or if someone would come to give blessings to the Rebbe, oftentimes he would actually send him to his wife. Say, you know, share share that with my wife. Um, her ki- her kindness was tremendous. We have amazing stories of how she went out of her way to go and look after someone who they were both being evicted from his apartment. Numerous stories, and there's certainly a tremendous lesson that we could learn. I'm going to be recording this class. If anyone does, anyone have a? is anyone? Is everyone okay with that? Wait, you like, our faces or our no, face? no. I'm just recording the voice. Oh. It's a legality that I that I, I, I need. To, I need to confirm that everyone approves of that. <laughs> today we're going to learn Kabbalah 101. The truth is, if you're here today, you're very lucky. We're going to learn the basics of Kabbalah. We've called today's class. The Tense Firo Part 1. And I, I mean, I think this chart is an extremely famous chart to everyone. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but yet the picture is very famous. I mean, you could just Google the Tense Firot, and you'll have many, many charts come up. I mean, not all of them are accurate, and today we're going to discuss part of it. Good evening. I'm Mendelin. Hi, you have a seat? Hi, sorry. You're just, you're just on time. as a teacher and as a principal, one of the things that we focus on a lot is we focus on interaction with other people. We try and teach kids and tell me the students how to interact one with the other, social skills. And there's a program that, that was created to teach this idea to students and it's all based off of one point. It's based Offer of the idea that Adam, Adam, a human, looks like God. Each one of us looks like God. That's what we learn in Varishas, in the first Torah portion, we learn that each and every one of us looks like God. The Talmud says the most amazing thing happened. There's one stamp, we all look like God, yet somehow we all came out different. That's it. The Talmud says, of course, only God could do that. Have one stamp for all of us. We're all in the form of God and none of us look alike. But we all are in the form of God. So how could you go ahead? How could I go ahead, God forbid, and hurt someone who, who's a part of God, who looks like God? And that is the basis of this project, Derich, of this whole discipline program. It's all based off of this idea that we all look like God. Chai, you remember learning last year? <laughs> Let's look on the bottom in 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 footnote number one on your handout. Razel, do you mind reading footnote number one? And and
1: God created man in his image. In the image of God he created male and female he created that.
0: Okay, so we are created in the the form of God. (laughs) How does God look? God is a human. He has a head. He has hands obviously right we're saying we're created like God what, what do you mean we're created like God Davir what does it mean we're created like God free choice free choice but we're saying actually the form of us looks like God but, what do you think our form looks like God what does that mean and the answer is that just like God has these ten sithirot these ten attributes each and every one of us has the same makeup. And if you look in Kabbalah, and actually it's our custom to say it, Friday afternoon, we actually discuss which part of the body each one of these is. Chesed Deroya yamina, for example, the Kabbalah says kindness is the right hand. Givur smala, strictness is the left hand. So the makeup of our body is based off of the ten attributes of God, which effectively are now become our ten attributes. So just like God has ten attributes, we similarly have these ten attributes. God is infinite. He's much greater than us. So how can this infinite God create a world? And that is the brilliance of these ten Sif wrote. The infinite God. God set himself apart And he created these 10 sefirot. Within them, he channeled all of his energy. And just like if you mix different colors, you can come out with a new color, so too, dependent on how we're going to interact with these Sifirot, is dependent on how things will come out. And we'll, and, you know, let's skip ahead for a moment to, on your handout, fascinating. Let's learn together number two and number three. Noisheh, could you please read number two?
1: It was recorded by Yoshua Ben Levi's notebook. He who is born on the first day of the week, Sunday, shall be a man without one thing in him. What does without one thing in him mean? It means either completely virtuous or completely wicked. What is the reason? Because light and darkness were created on that day.
0: Go ahead. He was
1: who was born on the second day of the week will be bath temper What is the reason? Because the waters were divided thereon. Hmm. He who was born on the third day of the week will be wealthy and unchaste. What is the reason? Because the herbs were created thereon.
0: Wow. We're going to learn soon that... The bottom seven attributes Chesed, Gevurati, Feris Netzach, Hod, Yesod, and Malchus The bottom seven each correspond to one day of the week. That means the ruling factor of of Sunday is Chesed, Kindness. The ruling, and that's why someone born on Sunday will be either a man who's completely virtuous or completely wicked. If you want to buy about the completely wicked, I know it doesn't fit with what we're saying now. We'll leave that for now. But let's continue on. Givura Monday is is severity. Well, if someone born on Monday will be bad tempered, etc. Each day of the week has one of these seven attributes permeating on that day. But where do these seven attributes? Where do these ten I- attributes? Where do we learn about them? Where is the source of the of this idea? and let's go now to number 3 where we're going to get to the bottom line where is the creation you know we always see these pictures of course but where is the source in the Torah where is the source in the Talmud Dr. Yosef could you please read within number 3 number 1
1: um, the, the paragraph 3
0: in number 3 it says two sources for the he wrote. could you read number 1 within that or is it broken up differently on your on your page? Oh, okay. I'm sorry, so number three, please.
1: By righteousness and by judgment, by loving kindness and by compassion.
0: Okay, so we have here is the source in the Talmud, Chagiga twelve A for the ten attributes by the way to make you aware Chagiga is a very mystical tractate very commonly misunderstood but in the tractate Chagiga lists the ten things it says that God created the world by wisdom, understanding, reason, strength, etc, etc and now let's look at a commentator on the Talmud there the, the Maharsha Robert, do you mind reading the next the next note?
1: Names of the ten items listed here from which the world was created are identical to the names of the ten seraphs, which are also known as the ten utterances from which God created the world.
0: Wow. So the Maharsha is clearly stating that the ten Sifi wrote, created the world. And he's saying, listen to this, the ten Sifi wrote are connected to the Ten Utterances. We all know that, ba, that Basar Mama wrote Nivra with Ten Utterances God created the world. Those Ten Utterances, each one, for one of these Ten Attributes, one of these Ten Sifirot. Okay, now we're getting a, a deeper level. So we have the Ten Sayings, which are connected to the Ten Attributes, and we said the last Seven Attributes are the method through which the world was created. Okay, Now we're going to look actually, that was from the Talmud and a commentator on the Talmud in Chagiga. Let's now look in the Torah, and the Bible itself, in Chronicles, let's see what it says there clearly. Simcha, do you mind reading the, the continuation?
1: Yours, O Lord, are the greatness and the might and the glory, and the victory, and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and on the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, and you are he, who is exalted over everything as they need.
0: So within Chronicles itself, 29.11, we see clearly, we list the ideas of greatness, might, glory, victory, majesty, etc. Wow. Here we have the initial source of the ten sefirot. What's Chronicles? In Hebrew? Divrei Hayamim. Good question. But, what are the Ten wrote? What are we discussing here? And what is the makeup of the energy of God? And let's see that inside. Now before we start inside, one more introduction, just to, just to quickly review. Chapter 1 we stated, we have an animalistic soul. Chapter 2 we stated, that we have a godly soul. Chapter 3 we're now going to go ahead and say... Could anyone remind me? How many parts of each soul are there? Within, within the soul, there are three main parts. There is Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama. And each one of the souls, the animalistic and godly soul, have these three parts, Nefesh, Ruach, Neshama. And now we're going to say That each one of these three parts of each of the two souls have their own set of ten attributes. Okay, so could anyone tell me in total how many sets of attributes do we have? How many sets? Six. We have the nefesh ruach neshama of the animalistic soul. That, and each one of those has its own set. And we have the nefesh and Shem of the godly soul. And each one of those has its own set. So currently we're saying there is six sets of attributes within us. Well, now we could go ahead and do it inside. Any questions? I'm sorry, I, didn't, I
1: missed this part. Uh, one of the attributes... Yeah, uh, Greatness, might, glory, and future. What
0: they are, let's look inside of Tanya. Now, the beginning of chapter 3. If you're in your red, Tanya, we're on page number 11. The beginning of chapter 3, Perik Yimel. Now, each distinction. And great of the three, Nefesh, Ruach, and Neshama the three components of each soul consists of ten faculties. And these ten faculties corresponding to the supernal he wrote, divine manifestations from which they have descended. Wow. Wow. These words are me- meticulous. These words are very, very, very focused and important. Our wrote, our attributes, our faculties comes from God. But listen to these words from which they have descended. You know what it means to descend?
1: Go
0: Go down. When you have water on the top of a mountain, is it the same water coming down or it's a new water? The same exact water. When you go sledding on the top of Mount Hood, when you go, what do you call that? What do you call when you go in one of those uh, like little carts? Snowboarding, whatever you. Sledding? sledding? whatever it is. When you go, you descend, it's the same person, I, I believe. Correct, Moshe? At the top of the mountain, bottom of the mountain, it's the same person? Same person. Same person. So, what has effectively happened is. That we are receiving within us the essence of God's energies. It doesn't say that from God's energies contracted our, it says, from which they have descended. Seder hishtal shalut. The chain of descent. Very important. We are not separated from God. We are descended from God. We could just, we just have to be able to climb back up the ladder. But we're able to connect directly to the essence of God. So now the ten faculties of God. We're now going to discuss God's ten faculties first, and then we're going to talk about ours. Which are subdivided in two. So if we take the ten wrote, we divide them first thing into two, namely, the three mothers, and seven multiples. So let's look at our chart. And currently, when we talk about the ten wrote, who can tell me how many... Attributes do you see on this page? 11. Correct, there's eleven. So I want to clarify that in all of our discussion currently, we're not going to dis- discuss Kesser. When I say the ten attributes, we're referring to everything under Kesser, which is the crown, the highest level. So the ten the wrote are broken down into the three mothers which are going to be Chachma, Wisdom Mm -hmm. Bina, Understanding, Das and Knowledge that is the mothers and then the seven children are the continuation Chesed, Givurati, Feras, etc. So again we have the three mothers and we have the seven multiples, Okay. What does it mean that there's more than one mother? Three mothers, there's only one mother. It's, a, it's an expression to tell us that each and every one of them is very important for the continuation of the energies. Do they
1: correspond at all to the matriarchs?
0: Or? There's four matriarchs. Mm-hmm. And the seven multiples, what does it mean, the multiples? <clears throat> How many methods do you have of understanding something, Liz?
1: As many as necessary. <laughs> There's different tricks you
0: could do. Yeah. But your mind understands. Period. You can't understand in a you can't understand something in a soft way and then in a harsh way. Your mind understands. There's generally one understanding. When it comes to loving, you have the love has many levels. I could love someone a lot. I could love someone a little. So when it comes to the three mothers, we, th- we say they're mothers. They give birth, but the, continue- the continuing seven, they're called multiples, because when you talk about feelings, mm-hmm. kindness, severity, mm-hmm. um, beauty all of these things, there's many methods of how you could express each one of these feelings. And and, that's And there many different methods of understanding. I mean, you said.
1: You can either understand it softly or you can understand it
0: harshly or however that went but understanding you understand something if it's clear to you it's clear to you
1: exactly and so you can explain
0: it in whatever different way is going to maybe make it clear to somebody else 100% 100% but nonetheless your understanding is one if it's clear it's clear okay. love there's no clear <laughs> method of love there's no clear mes- method of beauty, of victory, as, w- as we'll discuss. So now we're going to go into the 10 sefirot, and slowly we'll discuss each one. <laughs> and let's go ahead. To wit, the first three mothers are, back in the Tanya, Chachma, Wisdom, Bin, Understanding, Das Knowledge. The first three are Wisdom, Understanding, and Knowledge. Okay, let's continue. And the seven days of creation are chesed, kindness, givura, power, Tiferet, beauty, and so on. Here we got it all. We have the faculties of intellect, Chabad. If anyone's wondering what Chabad means, Chabad is an acronym for Chachma, Bina, and Das. Wisdom, Understanding, and Knowledge. Chabad. Wisdom. I'm going to now quickly go through understanding each of these, although in the Tanya we'll go more at length, just so we, we have a simple understanding of what we're talking about. Let's go through now the 10th wrote. Chachma is wisdom. Wisdom means it's the inspiration. It's that initial flash. Dr. Yosef is at work, he has a patient, he has no clue what to do with him. And suddenly he says, no, I have the answer. Yet if I ask Dr. Yosef what is the answer, he won't be able to pronounce it at the time. In his mind, he, he recognizes that there's a theory he's going to follow and be able to go ahead and cure this person, but he doesn't have clarity. So wisdom, Chachma is that flash. I have the answer. We're going to see in Tanya. That you see this clearly in the word chachma. Chachma could be repronounced. The Hebrew word chachma is made up of four words ches, chaf, memhe. If you could follow me and switch one letter, switch to chaf, put it before the ches, take the second letter of the word and put it, put it at the beginning of the word, you're going to now get two words. Koach. Ma. An energy. Koach. An energy. Ma. What is it? Koach. An energy. Ma. But what is it? That is wisdom. Wisdom is, there's energy! But I don't yet have clarity. Ma. What is it? Help me. Help me. Let's make it more practical. That is wisdom. Okay, then we move on. Then we have Bina. understanding. Understanding is taking that thought process, that brilliance that Dr. Yosef had, and now understanding it, now making it a reality. Das is knowledge. Knowledge means to do, to connect. If you don't have Das, you're not going to make it. And again, we'll discuss this next week much more at length, but if we don't do, we, we don't even have the thought. So we have the initial flash, chachmah. vina. We have the understanding of that idea, and das is the application. You know, oftentimes in Kabbalah, we'll give a different example. We'll say yud. The letter yud is a dot. There is no method of how to really spell a yud in the Torah. There are some specifics, but generally speaking, yud is a dot. You know what that dot could do? It could do anything. I could make it go right, I could make it go left, I could make it turn into a massive box, I could, I could pull it this way, that way. Imagine you had this energy that's in a tiny ball and you could expand it. That's the Yod. That's the Chachma. It's a little ball, but it needs to be expanded. Being understanding is the expansion of that concept. And Das is the application. These three faculties are all part of the intellect. It's all part of the... Thought process. Then we move on to our feelings. Chesed is easy. To love someone. Let's talk about how we could apply these seven attributes to God. Chesed. I love God. Givura. Givura is a tough one. How could we apply severity to God? What would that mean in our context? Can severity also mean
1: discipline?
0: Absolutely. Very, very commonly, actually, we say that severity is discipline. Correct. Givura. So then God's discipline, his severity, could be pretty
1: harsh.
0: Correct. God's severity, God's discipline could be harsh. But in our life, Givura means to be able to take a step back. Severity comes from being able to separate. A judge has to be able to separate from an idea. And then he could see it in full mind. And that is Givurah, Being able to take a step back. It doesn't mean, God forbid, hurting someone. It means being able to take a step back and looking at the full picture. Tiferis, beauty. We're going to go and we're going to do something that's beautiful. Netzach, victory. Don't start up with me. Because when it comes to something in, for God, I will be victorious. I have an energy inside of me. And this is not for me, it's for all of us Within each and every one of us We have this energy called Netzach This victory that if someone's going to try and stop us From doing what God wants We have the energy to conquer it Hode Thanking God Over here they say splendor But splendor comes through thanking God And praising God That's something that Jewish people are constantly doing Yesod, over here they say foundation, but the truth is Yesod means to bond, to connect. Just like Das was the application from the intellectual spectrum, Yesod is the application from the feeling spectrum. And finally we conclude with Malchus. Malchus means kingship, recognizing that God is king. Are there any questions? I know we've gone fast. That's just to allow us to kind of have a little understanding, and we'll go now within the Tanya and be able to take it apart in a much deeper and greater way. Yes. A couple Let me right on. Okay. So the bonding. Um. You said okay. last which one again? Say it again. The bonding
1: one. Is Yisod? Yes. Yisod. Okay. And then i still not quite for an
0: understanding and um, Bina. Bina. Dina is taking that little ball you have, which is just, and breaking it apart, stretching it in all directions, clarifying it, opening it up in every way. Yes. So now we're going to go ahead and see the words. Look, my words will never go ahead and replace the words of the Tanya. When you look at the holy word, it says, Osios machimos. The letters make us smart. So let's see the words of the Tanya itself. Just like it is with God's ten attributes. Oops. Remember, we discussed that the, s- the seven feelings are the method of creation. And that is what we said earlier, that when it comes to God's ten sephirot, that the seven there are the seven days of creation. But now we're gonna go ahead and say similarly, we're back into Tanya. Similarly. Is it with the human soul? Just like God's ten attributes are divided in two, similarly, the human soul, which is divided into two, Seichol intellect and me, those emotional attributes. We have the same method, we have the same breakup. The intellect includes Chachma, Bina, and Das, wisdom. Understanding and knowledge while the Midos are love of God, dread and awe of Him, glorification of Him, and so forth. Love of God is Chachma, dread and awe of Him is going to be severity, is going to be Givurah. glorification of God is going to be Tiferus, and so forth. Chabah, the intellectual faculties are called mothers and source of the Midos for the latter are offspring of the former." Very powerful. Very powerful. God has ten attributes. We have ten attributes. And now we've learned how it can be that a human has the ability to be in full control of himself. Because we go against what modern philosophy may say, that our emotions are most important. Over here we're saying our emotions come from our intellect. And as long as we're thinking normally, as long as we're thinking rationally, so then let's look back inside. The intellectual faculties are called mothers and source of the Midos. Our feelings are a direct outcome from the mothers for the latter are offspring of the former. That means as long as we're able to think rationally, the second, unfortunately, someone has lost control of his, his thought, he's in trouble. He, has, he really has a lot of work up ahead. But so long as his mind is not being led by any ideas, and he's able to be open-minded and, and, and learn and focus, then he has the ability to be in full control of everything going on within his life. He may not be able to make the decisions, of course God will, but he's in full control. Whether he's going to be happy in life, whether he's going to be able to succeed in life, whether he's going to be able to take the, the challenges that God gives him for the positive, this is in our control. Any questions? Yes, Dr. Yosses.
1: Uh, usually when you talk about me, though, you're talking about behavior. I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's uh, a common understanding of the word. Are he's talking about values rather than behavior. Is, is there a connection? Or I mean, you say, like, a child, has to mean that. talking about his behavior.
0: In chapter four, we're going to learn that behavior is not who you are. That's what you do. Midos is who you are. And we're going to learn that the way we act, that is just a garment. Just like clothing we could put on and off, so too we could act nice, we could act bad. That's just a garment. So yes, very good, thank you for pointing that out. Midos does not mean the way you act. That's called maise. That's called action. Midos means what you feel, what's going on inside of you. Good question, thank you. Now, we're going to go ahead and look inside how Chachma and das how the three steps of the intellect work. Let's see it inside. The explanation of the matter is as follows. The intellect of the rational soul, which is the faculty that conceives every, uh, anything, is given the name of Chachma, Koyach Ma, the, the potential of what is. Chachma, like we said, could spell, and they spell it out for you clearly, in the Tanya, Koyach Ma, what is it? There's something there. There's brilliance there. But I don't know what it is. When one brings forth this power from the potential into the actual, that is when a person connects with his intellect to understand an item truly and profoundly, you take that concept, remember that little ball we said, and you start pulling it to all sides to understand it fully, as it evolves from the concept which he has conceived in his intellect. You've taken that initial wisdom and you're breaking it apart in every method possible. This, this is called Bina. Now I understand it. And now we're going to turn, a, a, turn back. And we're not going to call Chachma and Bina both mothers. In our current conversation, We're going to call Chachma the father, that drop. And Bina we're going to call the mother because Bina is taking that drop and pulling it apart in every direction, exactly like the creation of a child with God's help. This is called Bina. And these, Chachma and Bina, are the very father and mother which give birth to love of God and awe and dread of Him. That means we need Chachma, we need that initial Dots, we need Bina, we need to break it apart. And with these two items, we now can have feelings. Why can't we have a feeling? I want to go back to that analogy of Dr. Yosef. He has a flash of intellect. Well, let's take something a little more applicable. I don't know, you're going out with someone. And uh, there's a brilliance in you that says you want to marry them. I don't know if I would call that wisdom, but in our conversation, let's call, that, let's call that wisdom. Are you going to marry them from that feeling? You need to pull it apart. Just having an initial brainstorm is not going to allow you to connect with it and feel anything about it. If you go, if you go to a city and you have a flash of brilliance and say that this city must be the most pretty city because, and you you haven't formed why the because you're not going to connect with it. You may connect temporarily, but you're not going to have a real connection with it. The real connection will only come by working hard and breaking it apart. And this isn't anything in life. We all know that just if you try, if you do something simply without any effort, it's not going to have a lasting effect in our life. I know when I was in yeshiva, so they would constantly. There's a struggle, and this is something that goes on everywhere. You have the weaker students, and you have the more talented students. You have the stronger students. And what do you do? One teacher can't go ahead and spend individual time of the whole day with each student. So what do you do? So you try. You try to pair up the stronger students with the weaker students, and it should be a shilich, it should work out well, and each one of them helps the other. And I'll never forget what my teacher told me when I was complaining to him. He wanted to pair me up with someone. And he says, he says, Schneer, you'll never gain as much as you will learning with this person. When you're going to have to work hard to break it apart for this person. When you're going to have to take the Gemara which you you think you understand, but you're going to have to break it down into 25 pieces to give it over to another fellow classmate. It's going to be a whole new Gemara to you. It's, it's a different Gemara than you learned earlier. And that's in anything in life. When we take it apart, when we work on it, then it's a lasting effect. You know, in, in, uh, the Gemara tells us, umatsasi tamin. If someone says, I worked hard and I succeeded, trust them. But if they say, Lo umatsasi, If they say, I, I didn't work hard and I was successful, Al-tamin. don't trust them. They couldn't have been successful without hard work. And if they say, I worked hard, but I didn't succeed. Again, the Talmud says, don't trust them. You can't work hard and not succeed. You may not succeed the way you think is success. But if you worked hard, then there is success. Hard work comes with success. Don't trust anyone unless he says, I worked hard and I succeeded. So we have the chachmah, now we have the bina. we've broken it apart, the father and the mother. Let's continue on a little bit in the Tanya. For when the intellect, so now, when I have the Chachmah, and I have the bina, when I have the wisdom, and I have the understanding. For when the intellect and the rational soul deeply contemplates and immerses itself exceedingly, we can't downplay these words. Rabshnair Zalman is telling us in the Tanya, hard work is not, is not a joke. Hard work is deeply contemplated. When was the last time I went, to, I sat down before davening and I thought deeply for a half hour about God? When was the last time I immersed myself exceedingly thinking about the greatness of God? We have to take time. I can say it's a challenge I have myself. You know, to, how do we find that time? It's, it's a big challenge. But we need to find it. To find that time where we're able to deeply contemplate and within the contemplation immerse ourselves exceedingly thinking about the greatness of God. What is the greatness of God? How He fills all worlds. He encompasses all worlds. And in the presence of whom everything is considered as Nothing. We'll talk about this in a moment, these three methods of contemplation within within God's greatness. But when you think about God's greatness, there will be born and aroused in his mind and thought the emotion of awe for the divine majesty. When we think about something, then we'll have a feeling about it. We're trying to explain what do you mean that the wisdom and understanding give birth to the feelings? And we're saying, because try it out. Think about something. Focus on it. And immediately, not immediately, but after hard work, you'll automatically connect with it. So, let me give you an example, a famous example that's often asked. You know, the Torah says, V'yahav to'eis Hashem Malikachal, love God. How could you love God? What if you don't love Him? What if, unfortunately, you have no love for God? How could the Torah tell me to love God? You know, to give you an example from impurity, you know, it used to be you loved Mother Russia. Am I saying it correctly? You loved, what's like the expression, Simcha? That's
1: the expression.
0: You loved Mother Russia. Let me tell you, a lot of people didn't love her. But there was a command, so to say, to love Mother Russia. <laughs> well, what does that mean? The Torah commands us to love God. What does that mean? To, I'm commanding you to love God. You could tell me serve God. You could tell me keep all the mitzvahs. But I command you to love me. Love is something I decide. You can't tell me what to love. Right? Imagine your parents went ahead and said, you have to marry this person. Yanku, you must marry Rivka. It doesn't work that way. You can still
1: force somebody
0: to marry somebody, but you can't force them to love somebody. Fair enough. I, I, yes, 100% correct simple answer if we think about God enough we think about his greatness we think about how much he gives us we think about what he's doing for us we think about how he is us we think about how he's loving us more than a more than a a man of 70 years old that has his first child That, that same love that that elderly man has his first child God has even more than that to us will automatically reciprocate, will automatically love him. So the command is to learn about God. And that will bring to love. So yes, Chabad, Chachma, Bino, and Das. When we go ahead and we, we, have this, we, we have this contemplation about God, we will automatically love God. What are the contemplations? What do we need to think about? There are three methods of how God interacts with the world. And they've just been clearly stated for us. Let's read those words again. We said that when the intellect and the rational soul deeply contemplates and immerses itself exceedingly in the greatness of God, and listen to the three details, how he fills all worlds, okay, that's the way God permeates himself within us, he encompasses all worlds, that's the part of Hashem that can't come within our body. It has to, it's so great, it has to just encompass. And the third part of Hashem is in the presence of whom everything is considered as nothing. That's the essence of God, where everything is nothing. So when we go ahead and we think about these three different methods of interaction with the world, and in Hebrew they're called mimale kolam how there is God within us. And that, that part of God is perfect for our body. When we think about Soyvev kolalmin, Soyvev means to surround. When we think about the part of Hashem which surrounds the world because it's greater than permeating, it's greater than coming in within our details of our body. But yet, that part surrounding the world is still connected to the world. It still is surrounding the world and then we think about the third level of God how before whom everything is considered as nothing that's the essence of God where to that sense of God the world was never created the creation of the world we say in Adon Olam Asher Malach the master of the world who ruled before any creation and then we say within the Adon Olam we say and even after the creation God hasn't changed that's referring to this level. So when we go ahead and we contemplate about these three parts of how Hashem interacts with us, in the mimali kolam, how He comes within us, the sovi kolam, the how Hashem surrounds us, and how Kula Kalah hashiv, how we're like nothing in front of Hashem. So the first thing actually it's going to arouse is not love. The first thing, those th- that contemplation will bring out within the three types of interaction between Hashem and us, it will be born and aroused ah, for the divine majesty. So we'll conclude here and we'll take questions. Let's make a summary of what we've learned today. We learned that the human makeup is just like the godly makeup. Hashem has made us in His image, as we say in Baratheus. Hashem has ten faculties and He has given us those same ten faculties. The ten faculties are broken up into two. You have the top three, which are intellect. You have the bottom seven, which are emotions. We've discussed how wisdom is that initial flash. Chachma, Bina, is the understanding, taking that flash and breaking it apart. And we said, if you go ahead and you think about what you've understood, you don't just think about it. You think about it. You contemplate on it. You set aside time to focus and immerse yourself. There is nothing else. Your phone won't disturb you. Nothing is going to disturb you. And you focus on that. Then that will give birth. Remember, it's the mothers. That will give birth, firstly, to fear of God. Thank you, everyone. Are there any questions? Any questions? Um, Yes, Gershon. Well, Gershon, go ahead.
1: Um, the last part that you were talking about, the, um, the three interactions. Yeah. Where in the Tanya can we find
0: that? Very good question. Turn to page number 12. And do you see where in the middle of the left hand column there's like little lines that says 26 kiss slave and 28 kiss slave? Midway down the left hand column, do you see? Oh, oh, you have a different. Yeah, you have a different Tanya. Okay, do you see where it says for when the intellect and the rational soul midway down the page? Oh, yeah, yeah. So right over there it says. I see. You got it? Yeah, okay, of course, of course. Moshe, yes.
1: Uh, okay, see the. Uh, on this handout that you gave us, page one, footnotes number two. Yeah. With O oh Lord, the greatness, might, glory,
0: victory, majesty? Yeah.
1: Okay. So those are how many? One, two, three, four, five. And, okay, so that is, what are the Hebrew words for this?
0: Lakhah <laughs> okay. Hashem Haqadulah. Haqadulah, okay, so we don't have that here,
1: for the have Haqadulah, right? Okay. anessa <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hanesah, Laor. Correct. But we don't have Gidulah. I mean, we don't have Gidulah.
0: Where? Mm-hmm. Hagidullah, ha okay, so the greatness. The you, mm-hmm. yours, O oh Lord, are the greatness. Yeah. Oh, I got your question. Chesed, Chesed is could also be called Gedula. I'm oh. sorry. Thank you for thank you for asking. Chesed, kindness, at times could be this could be a reference as something great, something awesome. So it's been replaced
1: like by
0: Correct. 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 Any other questions? Okay. It's been an honor. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful evening.